my god future of america are oh, you uh, yeah just keep keep paying the the uh, ncaa players it's a great idea love it what's up future everyone? welcome back to forfeit episode 78 feeling great i'm matt with me as metal matt the, with me as always is <laughs> i forgot my nickname big john, so stud. Big john stud. today big john stud who hates college basketball trash uh we got the j-lo so fully vaccinated i knew there's something different about you fully vaccinated fully vaccinated j-lo how you feeling i mean so far so good by the end of this episode he's going to be in a blanket covered in sweat <laughs> bro don't even joke like that because i need to be able to work tomorrow Let's uh see. funk it don't put that <laughs> into the universe funk it and i think bill's there we just don't yeah. sit on Yeah, screen. cell phone bill. All he does, all we hear all, the whole podcast is yeah, ping. Just ding, ding, you know what ding. That is? That's, that's another deposit into his uh, corporate account. Money's yeah. this and this. You know, trying to get the marketing budget up for us. It's more like the DraftKings uh, uh, buzzer for uh, a parlay he just made. <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh, your, your credit card's maxed out. Uh, you can't put that's on this. You owe us money. He's like, listen, I have till three notices. You can't cancel to the third notice. <laughs> Uh, Bill, that was the fifth ding in the last uh, minute and a half that we've been recording. My goddamn parlay on <laughs> this episode of Four Fifth Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Don't do what Bill did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't lose your shirt. Yeah. Hey, it's only we, the mortgage payment will be there again next month. <laughs> so I just read here, I saw an article float up on Twitter that Charles Barkley apparently got offered a spot to um, call Monday Night Football games. Oh man! Could be, you could you fucking imagine that? That's how pathetic it is. I mean, that's terrible. I don't. I mean, that's like for like one weekend. He turned it. He turned it, down. Happened, he turned it. All right. Like if it was a fill-in for something like crazy happened, and all right, whatever. It could be funny, like as like a thing, like one or time. like a ha- or like a pregame halftime. Yeah, type of- whatever. But to call a whole game, like come on. I mean, Charles is great for basketball, but I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's knowledgeable about football, but. Just that call was terrible, man. Yeah, like th- it, it would get too corny too quick with him. I think he's yeah. still a he's still a Philadelphia fan. Like I know he, I know he meant he's mentioned on a number of interviews that he he. Uh, I mean, obviously he's faithful to Auburn and you know his alma mater and stuff, but he still roots for all Philadelphia teams because he talks about how back when he was here in the in the eighties and early nineties, like when the vet and spectrum were literally like, you know, a stone's throw away from each other, like the Eagles and Sixers, they would get together and, you know, and, and, and have some, have some brewskis and stuff, you know, if, if they both had, you know, shared same game days and stuff. And he said that there was actually like a nice com like Baldy has said that too. Like there was a camaraderie between, between those teams. Um, you know, and you see it now a little bit still, um, you know, Joel and, and Ben, they, they, they go out and they, they, you know, they, they, they represented Eagles games and, and vice versa. The Eagles, you know, represent the, the Sixers a lot too. But, um, but they said like back then they had a real tight, like, it was like a, a tight knit community down there on Broad Street. But if you, if you get a chance to check out that uh, NBA inside 
the TNT uh, guys, like they're the NBA after show inside Katie. the NBA. Yeah, definitely check that uh, that documentary out. It's very it's very good, very well done. I Learned think I a saw lot of things. the Shaq episode. Did you say the Shaq one? Or it didn't air yet, right? No, the Shaq one is the last one I haven't seen. So it goes like in four parts. They break down like Ernie, then Kenny, then Charles, and then Shaq. Yeah. Everyone gets their own episode. Yeah. I think I saw part of the Shaq one. It was good. I mean, from what I, what I saw, it was good. Is it on demand anywhere? Is it on? Um, I wonder if I can share it on my YouTube library with you. I might be able to. There you go. Shout out Check to out YouTube TV. Future shit. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> that's, screw, that's, screw Comcast. Yeah, fuck cable. This episode brought to you by Xfinity. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. All of a sudden, our internet connection just goes <laughs> boom. <laughs> it's all about nah, nah, nah. Xfinity, we love you. We love you. Nah. So, Phillies, Phillies lose a tough one today. Um. Blew, blew the save, eh, Jess? Yep. Yeah, well, I guess pitching is, isn't a big problem, huh? That was our closer, John. That wasn't just a bullpen arm. Hey, man, pitching's pitching. It almost it, went to that, fist the cuffs. The balls. That was, a ter- that was such a terribly played game. Like, we could have won, won that game three different times, and it's like it's, – Yeah, like, they had a ton of strikeouts. That, that's not on pitching. Well, it was first and second, nobody out, and then we have a strikeout, throw him out. Roman Quinn steals third and slides over the bag to end the fifth. So yep. Bryce Harper on tap, ready to come up a second and third. So, like, those situations are just, like, what bad teams do. Like, it's just, it, it's, you know, I don't buy into, you know, oh, it's early in the season, you're a professional player. You play spring training for, like, 30, 35 games. Like, that's why you have spring training, to, to be ready to go. So it's just tough because the Mets, you know, these are the games you can step on your division rivals' throats and you, you give them hope. And now, you know, if you know if they win tonight, it's I, you know, Nola's going. I don't even know what's going on in the game right now. I know Nola's pitching. It's, it's, it's zero zero, top of the fourth. Yeah, yeah so we'll game two to one, and it'll be a, a terrible back to back loss after a great win in Anna yesterday. So what do we think about the Phillies right now? I mean, I know it's been a small, very small sampling size, but I mean, what, what, what are our thoughts, you know, so far? I mean, what can we take away? Um, I mean, they're finally starting to hit a little bit. Um, Reese is. Who's up right now, actually. He's kind of maddening, you know, with fielding his position, but. I mean, I, I think they said in the Braves series alone, he saw like 65 pitches or something ridiculous like that. And you, you're just like, okay, well, if he can keep that up, that could be a, a huge, huge year for him and a huge boon for the team. And then the biggest hole really is center field because Mo- they sent Moniak back down to the um, – to the what do they call it the the shared site or whatever the whatever they're calling it was john's boy so oh, god so god. you know moniac, i hope somebody pulls him out of the game and tells him he's traded moniac is is you know down down in spring training still and um beyond that like 
Roman Quinn should be DFA'd after what he did today. Uh, yeah, he's so dead to me. He's so fucking. The guy literally came and hit a baseball. It's like beyond comical. It's like, and and I, I mean, I get it. Like some guys just can't mash, but he's the one of the fastest guys in baseball. You're telling me you can't just choke up on the bat and flare singles over, over like a first baseman or a second 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 baseman's head? Like, come on, dude. So you know, I mean, that's that's really maddening. So I mean, at this point, they might need to figure out the the fifth starter in center field i think their bullpen's gonna be fine you know it sucks that naris blew the save um but i mean the 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 biggest issue is like the guys that they have at the back end of the the back end of the the rotation it's you know drek and then you're the next man up if somebody gets hurt or needs a blow is velasquez who should be dfa'd and spencer howard who they're they they're trying to slowly move along so they don't ruin him. So it's like they probably need one more starter and a and a and a center fielder or they need Hazley or or um or Moniac to to make that spot theirs. So we'll see. Which New York team do you guys despise more, the Mets or the Yankees? I Hate the Yankees more. I fucking loathe Mets fans. Okay, so it's not so much the team, it's the it's the fan base. The Mets fans are the they are the 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 cowboys of um of baseball. They're obnoxious. They're pieces of shit. They're walking pieces of shit. I was I I was gonna try to be, you know, um Diplomatic this might be it. one of the most like vulgar, abrasive episodes we've had in no, a while. Like fine, out of fine. the gate already, <laughs> like going from <laughs> fuck college fans. basketball, hate this shit, hate that shit. By and large, Mets fans are pieces of of dog shit. Like they're they're terrible fucking people. Wow, the loser franchise that is, has a fucking arrogance about them because they had couple two three four year runs when they won more games than they lost so they thought they were amazing when they had delgado and reyes and beltran and pedro and you know they early matt harvey they were going to take over the world and they win a world series they got to the one world series and got embarrassed by the royals so you know that was that didn't they win in what 86 yeah that was the time they won i mean this thing you know again They've been um, thirty some years ago, and and let's be real, they should. It it is a crime what they're doing to Degrom. He is, he is our generation's best pitcher, and he's gonna go to the Hall of Fame with. It, I mean, at this rate, probably damn near less wins than any other pitcher in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's, they scout the shit out of. I mean, their 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 scouting system for pitchers is is fantastic. It just I, they just haven't been able to get any kind of consistent hitting. And like this year, they're supposed to have like a thumper lineup, and I just don't see it. I mean, I know Alonzo has a little bit of pop, and he's a streaky hitter, and Lindor's obviously whatever. But I, I don't know. This lineup doesn't doesn't seem threatening to me at all. Are they are they the most hateable ball club in baseball? Mm, they're close name, to it. If they're name, not, name one. another. I mean. I fucking hate the Red Sox. They're 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 shitbags too. 
So they're hey, hey now, hey now, there's a couple people on this, or at least one Appreciate person it. on this podcast that. Yeah, why would why would you know? Why would you Boston, Boston, Johnny, don't ruffle, don't ruffle the feathers. Unbelievable. The Red, the Red Sox, the Mets, and Dodgers. I I hate the Dodgers too. I'm not like the Dodgers. Just yeah, no, it's uh, the only team. I think the only team I kind of like, other than the Phillies, are the Cubbies. <laughs> Cubbies, huh? Because they're like our like slow-witted little stepbrother. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I have a soft spot for for the Indians. Of course you do. Can't wear their hat anymore, though. I know. Well, I mean, I have it in my in I. It's just a shame. I just now, I, I I loved I loved the design of that little guy, but uh. Chief Wahoo, is he officially retired as their mascot? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I believe so. Oh, yeah, he's been gone for at least three seasons now. So what are they, just like the sea? I guess yeah, it's, they're it's just the, the sea. They're it's just that the red sea. sea. Yeah. yeah. I, heard, did, I guess, are they going to announce the football team in Washington going to have a logo at some point? 2022. They, I, I, looked it up, uh, I looked it up a couple weeks ago because I was curious, and they said they're going to – because they had such a surprisingly good year last year, they're gonna keep they're gonna keep rolling with the uh, Washington football team and uh, do nothing with the new branding and the new identity until 2022. Well, supposedly they're the guy that they want to try to do whatever they can get is uh, Trey Lance. That's who they they're trying to get up in the draft, Howie style, from 18 into like the top six. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they have enough ammo to do it, but they have several really good linemen from, from Bama that they got plethora of. They could maybe trade as well. But yeah, now I think it's uh, um, if they get a quarterback down there with that coach and that defense, you know, they're going to be a formidable team for many years in this division. So I think the Eagles have their work cut out. But I'm sorry, <coughs> Jeffrey Lurie, since he is the uh, does everything for this team, apparently. Oh, we're going there. We're just jumping right into that. We're jumping right into there. I don't know. I feel like we need a little bit of juice. I feel like I feel like yelling. Oh, there's a lot. There's a well. I mean, there's a lot of hate already like oozing out of us this episode. Why not just keep keep that rolling, right? It's yeah. It's just embarrassing. Like we're, we're you know it's that that's all these leaks are coming out because like shitty franchises have to deal with this kind of shit, and it's like this is what we've come to. That people are so disgruntled when they leave this place, they got to run their mouth. Well, and, and, you know, it's, I know in our group chats, the one thing that, that, uh, John likes to, to point out is, you know, well, we're not, we were historically a good team and consistently four and 11. I get that. Um, you know, I don't point it out. I, 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 it's a fact, it's a fact actually. Well, so, but yeah, yeah. We've been twice in the last eight years. So that's a, I mean, that's a decent amount. Facts and information is kind of where I like to go. Well, two times in eight years, seven years, that's not a lot. It's 2013, seven years ago, we were four and 12. I mean, that's not that far long ago. But, uh, right, but historically, again, we're, we're a pretty decent franchise when it comes to it. At least even in my – in all of ours, we're all the same age almost. It, we, we've all experienced uh, pretty decent teams throughout our, 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 uh, our lifetime. Yes, again, so to John's point, um, yeah – we're we're not like the Browns yet. We're not the Bengals yet. We're not the Jaguars yet. But you you look at what's going on and the the leaks coming out of the out of, about the front office, 
and the amount of coaches we've now fired in three straight years and the amount of quarterbacks we've gone through in the last five or six years and the draft picks we've missed on after pick, after pick, after pick, the bad free agent signings and all the bad decisions that we've made. Yes, we're not a, a Cleveland Browns yet. We're not a, a, a Bengals yet. We're not a, a Jaguars yet. But the decisions and the things that we're seeing happen now with our team are the things that those bad teams do and have done throughout their history. Well, fired and coaches. we've been there. We've yeah. been there. But, but like fired coaches constantly, miss on picks constantly, all these things that we always used to laugh at, those teams, now we're the team firing coach after coach after coach after coach, going through quarterbacks, pissing away draft picks. We're that team now. So hopefully this article that came out today, the, the athletic article, thoroughly embarrasses them and makes them – reevaluate some of the dumb decisions that they're making. Okay, how we had a phone check, everybody. First thing this morning, drop your phones in the bucket. Well, that's what the, you know, and that's what the thing said that like how he would browbeat people and like demand to check phones and everything to see when, when stuff came out because he wanted to be the one that leaked it. And, you know, the, they, the, that the director of scouting is an analytics guy that like how he's friends with that I guess Lori thinks highly of that has no formal scouting background and no training on how to evaluate players. But he's the guy that is now leading our scouting department. And then you, the leaks, some of the article, the, the part, the, the, the things in the article were like, scouts are like, you know, we spent all this, we spent a year scouting these guys. We built a scouting report and then we come to find out that you have your own personal one that you put together. You're not listening to any of our advice. And then you're drafting these guys. They can't play. And then you later on in the article, you hear that Howie is then leaning on the coaches. Why aren't they playing? Why aren't they playing? Why aren't they playing? And the coaches are like, cause they can't fucking play. What do you want me to do? And it's just, it's a debacle. And, you know, we, uh, I have uh, a, a bullseye on Howie if for no other reason, because you can't fire the owner. And it, it seems like right now that Super Bowl has empowered these two to think that they're these geniuses. And if the last three years haven't been enough of like a wake up call or a come to Jesus moment or whatever you want it to set be, then it's never going to happen, and we're going to continue going in the wrong direction. The one, the 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 most damning thing in that article was when they they reiterated that's from like a th- this is like the fourth or pr- fifth person that's brought it up now. Different reporters through different stories that how he was a changed guy when they let him out of the the broom closet, and he wanted to prove that he was a changed guy, and he wanted to do things differently, and he did, and then they won, and. They everybody has now said it has empowered all of the bad behavior and bad personality traits that he had, and they've all come back. And it's the same. It's the same stuff. It it's the it's the decisions that he was making before Chip. We're seeing them repeated now. And it it hopefully that hopefully this article embarrasses them enough that they change because if they don't. We're, we're going in the wrong direction rapidly. So hope, hopefully it gets better. I, I, I think that I respectfully disagree with 99% of your opinion on it. Well, of but, course you do. Because but it's, but it's, no, wrong. But it, no, no. I mean, listen, I, 
no one likes a 411 in one record. And that's a fact. No one likes it. I get it. They're not they were not a good team last year. But to to sit around now after they basically blew up the team by getting rid of their star quarterback, uh, getting rid of their head coach that won them the Super Bowl, basically uh, blowing up the roster, blowing up the coaching staff. Like, I don't know what else we want as a fan base. And the thing that pisses me off the most is that we sit here, not just us, but like I listen to sports talk radio, you know, under my own chagrin. And I listen to people constantly complain and then like they're so angry that now they want to do walkouts and they want this and that. I'm like, you know what? If it's that big of a deal to you, then just don't watch football. But just don't watch. Like, I, I don't understand how. Like, I guess my question is, what more do you want from this franchise? Every year it's a it, they give you a chance. I reiterated that on the group chat every year. We go in, we always have a chance to win a Super Bowl, generally speaking. Yes, there are the, 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 the years where, you know, second or third game, a major guy on one side of the ball gets hurt and it becomes a huge issue. And chances are we, we, we don't have a chance or something dramatic happens in the league or something. But I, I don't understand, like this team, and, and, and Going off of a couple other franchises that have been so shitty for their whole like existence, we, and now we're starting to like we're, we're getting like such a big head in Philly now that like we're like oh we're scared we might be becoming the Lions oh my god we might become becoming the Browns oh my god we might be becoming the Jaguars it's like really like take a step back and look in the mirror this franchise is a consistent winning franchise. Year after year. Do we win Super Bowls every year? Absolutely not. But in the NFL, nobody wins back to back to back to back years. There, there's been very few dynasties in the NFL. So I, I, I don't understand. Like I feel like I feel like the biggest curse that's happened is us winning the Super Bowl because now everyone expects us to win every year. And it's like that just doesn't happen. And I and I don't understand why this fan base has gotten like so like basically snotty almost it's like oh man if we don't if we don't if we don't go 13 and 3 or whatever we're going to be set 13 and 4 now like you know it's a disaster and it's like if we don't draft the best guy like our season shit it's like like give a give a chance give everybody a fucking chance like how do you how do you think this new fucking coaching staff feels that everyone's like they're 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 writing these reports about this this shit and like they haven't even had a chance to coach their players yet, and they're already getting shit on. It's like, give, well, I mean, give them a little bit of a uh, chance. I think, I, I hear you, John. The, the, the part, I, I guess where I feel like I disagree with you slightly, I feel like it's always been that way. I feel like we've always had, we've always been snotty in a way. We've always had a chip on our shoulder, and we've always expected greatness out of all four of our teams. But for some reason... The, we've we've it's at another level for the Eagles. Just but we but we got greatness, Matt, and then all of a sudden now it's like we expect it every time. Like, but I feel we like, waited so long for it, yeah. and we 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 experienced but it, and now we're now every single fart that someone makes is under a microscope. Yeah, but I think I think you also forget that if you look back at over the lifetime of this 
this this franchise, we've been the Lions and the Jaguars and the Browns more than we've been a contending franchise. And I'd be curious to see who's calling in to sports talk radio. And I'd like to know the age of these people, because if it's someone our father's age, they have every right to be pissed off. Um, Why? We just won a Super Bowl. Because close to another one, John, because they're probably not going to live to see another one. And well, unfortunately, that's how the NFL works. It's not like the the NBA. No, I get it. And I understand. But I think a person and a fan like that who is at that age, when that reality hits them, it leaves a frustrated, sour taste in their mouth because they look back and see and they start questioning, well, if the franchise handled this or that better, if Howie or, 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 or Jeffrey or Chip or whoever, you know, got their head out of their ass and, where, and you know, managed this a little bit better, maybe we could have won two in a row. Maybe we could have maybe not won back to back, but maybe we could have won, you know, two Super Bowls out of three or four seasons. But, you know, I, 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 I mean, I remember the Ray Rhodes years, you know, and the, you know, the, the better half of the Buddy Ryan years even. I mean, we were really young then, but I remember my father screaming at the radio because, yes, the games were blacked out because they were that fucking bad that you couldn't watch them. And I'm sure we all remember that. And, and we remember, you know, we, we didn't haven't really become, you know, fans to really comprehend the sport of football until I would say the late, late nineties, early two thousands. And that's when we got Donovan McNabb. That's when we had Andy Reid. That's when we went on the run and became relevant and put together, you know, consistent winning seasons. But before that we were dracked, dude, like this, the team was a joke and I feel like there's a, still a, a massive part of this fan base that, you know, remembers that and they see, they, they are afraid that, 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 that they see history repeating itself and they see us going back down into that, that shithole again. And they only got, so, they know they're like, man, I only got so much, so many more years left on this earth, man. Like, I want more than one. But the you know? but when you say like they they think we're going into this direction, like we haven't even played a game yet with the new coach. You know what I mean? Like, well, we, I mean, last year was pretty fucked up and pretty shitty. Right. So. Okay. But again, I won't make excuses. But global pandemic, uh, quarterback played really poorly, um, offensive line in shambles. Right. Like, well, but but here's the thing now. On the flip side of that, to your point, and you've said this before, and I agree, the NFL has opportunities unlike other professional sports like basketball, for, to, 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 um, for example. You can, you can turn things around rather quickly if, 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 if you draft right, if, you, if you're smart in free agency, and you have a little bit of luck with some guys. Matt, now, can you say those first two things again? Because I, I, I get it. I get it. I, and I, and I hear you, Jesse, but I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, you know, it's, I hear both sides of your argument, 
you know, as, as an outsider looking in on this podcast, it's like, I get where John's coming from. And I know, and I, and I hear the glass half, half full thing, but I also can sympathize with a good part of this fan base to be glass half empty a lot of times. And a lot of times maybe they don't want to really be glass half empty. They're just, it's a tough love type of thing. And they, they expect a lot more, more than, more than most sports, sports cities do. Um, is that fair? I don't know. It just is what it is. It's one of those things. It's kind of like, if you don't like it, you know, there's, there's how, you know, 20, 30, some other, uh, cities to go play for. Good luck. You know, like, look at what happened to Carson Wentz. Like, you just said we just got rid of our star quarterback. Looking back on, on on now that the Carson Wentz era in Philadelphia is over, can you really consider him a star player? I don't think he is. I think he's the Ben Simmons of the NFL. I think he's a really, really good player with a lot of potential, does a lot of good things. Yeah, number, another another franchise thought he's a franchise player. Does a, does a lot of good things, but hey, and listen, he he could go to Indianapolis and fucking kill it and prove all of us wrong and murder it and and become an uh, MVP, win a chip there. Good, you know, good and good for him if he does it. Like, fine, I, whatever, man. Like, I don't I don't wish him any ill will. But like, like are, are are these are these like we get. Like we get these articles that come out on Monday mornings or whatever, and 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 sports media goes crazy over them, right? But if these articles come out and in two years from now, this team is in the Super Bowl or in a playoff hunt, does this article does do we give a shit about this? Like, th- like no. I uh, like half the article is just to, is just to get people fodder. to read it. It's fodder, and it's like. Who gives a shit whether the analytics guy who is Jeffrey Lurie's son's friend is helping making decisions in, in whatever aspect of it? All, it? all it matters at the end of the day is if this team is good enough to either win a division or get in the playoffs. That's it. That is, that, that is all that ma- matters at this point. And at this point, sitting here waiting for the season to start, waiting for the draft in two weeks, it's like – Let's see what this team does before we sit here and just take a massive dump on everything that we've done that this this organization has done in the last 20 years. Or I guess if you want to even say not 20 years, but like the Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie experience. Because in that span of time between ownership and Howie taking over as the GM, we've won a Super Bowl. We've been in the playoffs numerous times. I don't know what more this fan base needs. This fan base wants us to stay at number six, to draft a, 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 a Kyle Pitts or a Jamar Chase, and, 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 and basically, uh, I guess, become like a dynasty overnight. And it's just not how the NFL works. And, and I get this. I get like I, – I get super frustrated because it's like – mentally for me, I sort of see the bigger picture, but I get it. Like I I get how people think I'm like the super fan, but like I see the bigger picture for them. It's a rebuild. We, we tried the last two years, as I've always said, it didn't work. Last year was an epic failure. Now we blew it up. And, 
and to turn around and turn and trade your franchise quarterback and to get numerous first round picks and to to be cap strapped this year, but next year to be okay is a good thing. And everyone to this day, even when articles like this come out, it's like, let's go down and burn down Novacare because Jeff McLean or Zach Berman or The Athletic writes an article that says that some geek in the front office is like making football decisions. And like, I don't give a shit. I care about on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays whether this team can play well and can be coached well. I don't give a shit what's happening behind the scenes. I could care less if Swoop was making the picks. Well, John, that's the thing. Like, fans care because they see the team going in the wrong direction. Rapidly, in fact. Rapidly. But, but it, it's, not rap- th- th- it's not rapidly. We've been in the playoffs the last – out of the last three years, we were in the playoffs two times. This past year was the worst year of those three years. We all agree with that. But it's not like the last three years it's gotten – Worse and worse and worse and worse. It hasn't. We came from a Super Bowl to a playoff to one game behind a NFC Championship game to a wild card playoff game, which our our star quarterback, who has a history, or our old star quarterback, who had a history of getting hurt, gets hurt again, and then we have this year, which just didn't work out. So we chalked it up as a loss. And we started to move in a different direction. I don't know what else. Like, if this team kept Carson Wentz and kept doing the same thing over and over again and let Doug Peterson bring in the guys he wanted to bring in, who I think we all would agree probably wouldn't have worked out any better than the other guys that have been brought in. Brought in, I Like, w- would we still be complaining? Yeah, we would still be complaining. But they're doing exactly what everyone wants them to do, except for the fact that they haven't fired Harry Roseman, which is what – this entire fan base wants to have happen. John, do you think it's a good idea that the general manager not only drafts all the players, picks the players, picks when they play, how they practice, when they practice, and who starts? Do you think that's a problem that the general manager has that much say? When, when that comes out as, as – when he admits or that comes out as actual a source to a name, I'll believe it. But well, I don't believe know, all this source you, stuff. John, I don't you believe know, it. One, you know why – it's an, it's an unnamed source because whoever puts their name to it is fired the minute it, their name is attached okay. to it. So you know that. Well, so I mean, you like stop. you like clickbait articles. That's, and, that's cool. And Nick Sirianni in his first press conference said Howie Roseman sets the roster. He said yeah, he's in charge of the he's in charge of the, every GM is in charge of the roster. No, 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 no. Every G he they they specifically asked him game day. And he said Howie Roseman has full control over that. He said that in his in one of the first press conferences. Okay, so that bothers you that that keeps you up at night. Well, no, John. But when you you factor oh. that in, when you factor in all the other bad decisions that he makes, and you, you start to you start to wonder what's Amen. going on here. Are the people running this team that I love? Do they know what they're doing right now? And it sure doesn't look like they do. And then you, but you, they sure did three years ago when when you were out with me drinking and having a great time and partying for a parade. Yeah. So all of a sudden now it's like it's like man, I married this girl, she's awesome. But then three years later, I find out she's crazy. But John, like, the, the difference is every most Eagles fans are like that was really great. 2017 was really great. I we I hope we can get back really soon. But and then they say, but I don't really like the direction the team's going in. Where you're like. Oh, 2017's great. I mean, they did it once. They'll they'll do it again. 
they, they have to be able to do it again. And then you're like, well, they've been bad for three years. It's fine. They'll do it again. 2017. But again, you say that you say bad for three years. That's not true. They haven't been bad for three years. They were one game away from an NFC championship game. Were they not in 2019? 18, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. So how is that a bad year? Because they didn't win a Super Bowl? Okay. If you're going to sit here and argue that they didn't win back-to-back Super Bowls, I'm sorry they didn't. Very few teams do. But damn, did they give a hell of a fucking shot to do it. Most teams don't. When's the last time the Lions went to the Super Bowl? When's the last time the Lions went to the Super Bowl and won it and then had to, and then tried to go back-to-back? When's the last time the Bengals did that? Okay, John. Uh, there, here's another one. Were, were the Eagles the last two years, were, after the first eight games of the last two years, were they not – four and four both years and playing like shit and they needed to beat up on a weak division to get into the playoffs both years. The last two years. Yeah. So like there's, there are a lot of things where like people like me are like, there's, there's fucking problems. There, there are actual, actual problems right now with the team. They're not talented on paper. Like they're not a good, well, would you feel better with the same thing moving forward, would you be right now? If Doug Peterson was still the coach, and some guy that he was going to hire move up in the in the in the in the ranks within, and and was going to be the offensive coordinator, and he was going to Matt Burke, the defensive coordinator, and right now knowing that going in with Carson Wentz, would you be excited? Is Howie Roseman the GM? Yeah. No. So same, same coaching the state. biggest problem with this football team. No, he's and not. I, no, he's not. And, Yes, he is. No, he's not. Does he draft the players? Yeah. Along, he- along with about 15 other people that do it. So what's the problem with that? Fire everybody in the organization, I guess. I They've got five GMs in the, in the apparently they've got five of them. The One problem with this football team, Howie. the problem with this football team is not the general manager. The problem with this football team is we don't have a starting quarterback because the one that we put all our chips in our basket on turned into a, a head case. Okay, that's fine. Not only do we not have a, a quarterback, well, that's the, well, you say you just brush it off like that's fine. That's that's the single biggest but, problem with no, this team. John, and you go ahead and say things like that and just brush it off. It, it makes it seem like it's you know, it's one person's fault. Well, it's no, not but, one person's fault that the guy basically ha- was injury prone, basically had no accuracy last year. And then everyone turns it into the guy doesn't have weapons. He's not being protected. And this, that and the other thing. And it's, it's just total shit. It's total well, shit. Okay. If you don't have a starting quarterback in the NFL, you are shit. Okay. Do we can we all have, agree. Do we have, yeah. Do we have a Tampa Bay roster? Are we stacked minus a quarterback? Because well, if we're stacked not. minus a quarterback, you go trade for Russell Wilson and you go win a Super Bowl. But we don't have wide receivers. We don't have half of defense. We've got what, what this team has. We've got we're an rebuilding. offensive line. We're that's, rebuilding. That, we don't even have that. We're rebuilding. And which is what I think everyone wants. We're, we had Carson Wentz fatigue. Does everyone here on this podcast have Carson Wentz fatigue? I yeah, know I did. But I'm, I'm also tired of, I'm tired of seeing the general manager make the same fucking dumb decisions. Well, I mean, I, I guess yeah, if, if everyone's, if everyone's going to sit and, and complain about Howie Roseman until the guy gets fired, like then I would really like people to give up their tickets and just and just go away and become different fans because John. it's such a it's such an annoying thing to sit here and, and and argue about the general manager. I'd rather sit here and argue about which player we think we should be drafting as as opposed to whether we think Howie Roseman and the analytics department is going to make the right decisions. Well, like, we know that they're not. Uh, okay. 
which which is a total false statement because in 2018, 2017, 18, we were we were able to do those things. We were able to make those decisions and and build a Super Bowl roster. And so and what's he it, done since? What has he done? Right, right. Everyone's like, it's lightning the bottle was luck. It was luck. And that's what I mean. This fan base has gotten a huge head and is so spoiled and, and it and it's disheartening. It's like you you waited 52 years to get a Super Bowl, you got it, and now you want like every fucking year to be you know, you know, sex with a supermodel. Well, John, and it's just I'm, like, it's just not happening. Like it's two, not, it doesn't happen that I, way. I'm, I it's a think, roller coaster. I think most people and myself included aren't demanding or expecting a Super Bowl every year. I'm demanding and expecting competence in, in oh. the, in the front office, in the organization. And you look at the amount of coaches we've gone through, the amount of players we've gone through, the amount of draft picks we've squandered. Those are not the decisions of a competent franchise. You, and yeah, 2017 was great, but you know what? At this point on the outside looking in, it sure does look like 2017 was the aberration. And this is what it is. Wow. So, Right, how man. many more? How many more bad? Dis- how many more bad drafts and bad seasons do you have to see before you're like, man? Maybe you guys are right. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I, my question to you is, how many Super Bowls do you need to see before you're like, man? This organization is really. Do you need to see Patriots dynasties? Is that what you need to say? So is that the only way? Think, so you're saying that right now this team is a, is a successful, competent, pro- professionally run franchise. One hundred percent. Okay, and you think that they're good at drafting football players? We'll see. This have time will been, tell. Have they been good the last three years? They've been okay. They've been terrible, John. Okay. That's your opinion. I mean, I don't think they've been terrible. No, they're facts. When you look at the guys that are no, no longer on this roster or in the league, that means that they are terrible at their job. They okay. have had 27 draft picks. All right, so don't cheer for Miles Sanders and, and don't cheer for are- Dallas Goddard and don't cheer for Jalen Rager because they're terrible players. Okay, you think John. they're terrible players. Don't cheer for Jalen Hurts this year either because you think they're they're terrible players. You haven't even seen like a full breath of these guys, and we're we're already anointing them bad players. And that's the other thing that bothers me. It's like a year ago, Miles Sanders was the best thing. He was the most explosive player. Now he's terrible. Dallas Goddard, like Dallas Goddard. You are one of the people that says that about Sanders. You he's, are he's injury prone. He's absolutely he's absolutely injury prone. I, I, I agree. He's a, he's injury prone. Yeah, and he doesn't light light my world on fire. But I have I have other issues with him. Most of the fact that he went to Penn State. But again, to sit here and say that this this organization isn't run well, isn't a good organization, is is. Uh, the word blasphemy, like Stephen A. Smith comes up. It's like, it's so, it's so ridiculous. There are so many other organizations that are run so poorly that are not never in the hunt. The same teams that have been brought up like a broken record over and over again. And to compare this organization to that, those organizations is, is, uh, is just unreal. In my opinion, it's just unreal. The, the, they've given this city a new a new stadium, um, you know, d- done nice things for the city, um, and and ever like I said, that's just like the HR stuff for them. But like from an organizational standpoint, as far as like stuff on the field and us watching it, we've been pretty blessed. To Matt's point earlier, 
since like the McNabb era to have pretty decent football. And if you even go into the nineties with like the Clyde Simmons, uh, Seth Joyner, Jerome Brown, Reggie White years, I mean, we were an offense away from being a Super Bowl team then, but you know, again, if you, if you guys want like the Lions and Bengals, man, like if you compare them to then, I, I don't know what to tell you. We can't have a conversation. That I just that's why I just think is is just crazy about this. Here's my two cents with. Oh, Bill, Bill, you're here. I was letting you guys get your points out. You guys were making valid points. You're being very respectful of each other, so I was letting you guys. I think I think I fall. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll make my points, and where I fall, I think it'll be evident. I think the reality is something you said has to be, um, yeah, uh, ha, you know, has to be, I think, addressed, is that you made comments about Carson being soft, Carson being this, Carson missing games. Carson played 90% of the games while he was Philadelphia Eagle. He played, he started 68 of a possible 76 games, okay? So don't you can't call Carson soft and Carson hurt. Did he get did he miss playoff runs? Yes. Like that's bad. But if everything that you said about Harry Roseman, Carson Wentz was involved with, why does he not get a pass for last year? Is that directed towards me? Yeah, or anybody. I mean, just yeah, I guess you mainly because you're the one, you know, because you you know, you 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 feel that Howie's not the problem, it's the players. And mind you, we gave away two first round picks and a second round pick to get this player. Okay. We paid this player. We're playing the largest cap hit in NFL history for the player to play quarterback for another team for us. So my question is, is, is if we for five years were choked down by this front office, that uh, Carson Wentz is the guy, why after one off season is just, oh, we're out, we're out. If, it, if, if, if Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl wasn't enough to supplant, supplant Carson, that the following year, Nick winning five in a row to get us. And, and, and don't forget, and, and a reminder, and it matters how you end the season. I'm not downplaying that. Following the Super Bowl in 17, we were five and seven and five and seven and 18 and 19, respectively. So we weren't having good football to watch as a fan. They came through both times, Nick in 18 and Carson in 19, to win four in a row in the playoffs. But again, I ask you, if... If, if this front offense is so competent, why is 20% of our cap now for a quarterback playing for another franchise? And if you say, well, Carson didn't want to be here, I don't, everything you hear about Carson Wentz is how he's a good guy and he's a team guy, but yet that guy somehow is not here. And I don't know. To me, it's just – I mean, I if he know. doesn't want to be here, is that – I mean, that's the GM's fault that he doesn't want to be here? Well, yeah, because you don't want to trade the guy. You say you come in and you play because you're the best. You're the best way we can win football games. And if and well, and, you know, you know how sports is. That doesn't work. No, you you don't. But then, but but then, if Carson holds out, and again, it, what Carson's done, and he, that ship is sailed. There's no reason to even bring that up. My my point is is that I guess everything that you said for Carson for 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 Howie being here, I I can accept. But then I don't understand why Doug is not here because to answer your question, yes, I would feel 100% better going into 2021 with Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz as our coaches of offense and defense. Whether it's Hurts or Wentz, I would rather have – But Jim Schwartz wasn't coming back. What's that? 
But Jim Schwartz wasn't coming back. Doug, the, the last thing before well, Doug Peterson got fired was – In the NFL. He's not coming back because he didn't want to work for a new coach. He's not coming back. Well, okay. I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but okay, well, fine. He's in Tennessee, he so he hire. He's, he's working in Tennessee now as a coordinator. So, I mean, he didn't want out of football. I he's mean, not, he's a, a okay. head coaching job. But my point is this. I guess to answer your question before – I would feel light years more confident with Doug Peterson and Jim Schwartz with the, because they won the Super Bowl together. They know how to do it. And I think as Eagles fans, where the frustration is just really lying, is we had five years of Carson down our throat, and now it's gone. And now we're just told, hey, it is what it is. Deal with it. Shit happens in sports. Don't worry about a guy we gave $100 million to that's not now here anymore. We give him away for peanuts, but we got a guy we kind of like, but we're not going to draft him a real weapon in round one when we can. We're going to stockpile pick just to make sure we can make a run at Deshaun or Russell if they're available next year. So it's like, as a fan base, I, I don't know what to, well, what to be happy for. We have a guy that we're not committed to at no point as Sirianni or Howie said Jalen's our starting quarterback. So I guess it is a competition between Nick and I mean, uh, Jalen and, and Joe Flacco at this point. So, I mean, I guess that prospect's not exciting. And I, and I get your, and, and you're right in a sense, you can't be good for 20 straight years. You got to rebuild sometimes. And there's level about it. And I guess it's just disappointing because I thought we were maybe closer to the Patriots than we really were because it's not apples to apples, but they lost arguably the GOAT at quarterback, and they were still right in the hunt for the playoffs up until the last week at 7-9 and nine last year. And we couldn't we, – and we went four, team, four games in the absolute worst division in football in the last probably 10 years. So I think as a fan, it's disappointing that, like Jesse said, we've seen decline in the play, and all we're sold is now, hey, shit happens. What are you going to do? We're going to try this again. Like that's what we're being told basically. Like what are you going to do? Carson wanted out of here. He's a bad guy. All right, well, there's always two sides of the story. What happened? Why is he not here? Is it because you're drafting poor receivers consistently year in and year out? That's a fact. Are you signing offensive linemen who get hurt and you're patchworking it for year in, year out, and it's failing? That's a fact. Have you spent no money on defense other than the defensive line and we can't cover or have no – like these are all facts, and it's like, again – do I think Carson's a bitch for running? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not defending Carson not being here, but I think we're all plugged into how our team operates. And if you sit here and say that this is a, a, a well-run front office currently, I, I think you got. I, I, I think you're. I would really disagree with that statement. I, I can't say you're wrong. That's your opinion, but I would disagree. But how can you say that based on not knowing what the next year or two? Because, like John, it's April and we don't have a starting quarterback. We have not had one guy say this is Jalen Hurts as our quarterback. Joe Flacco is our, and then NFL, where this is a billion dollar industry, and it's you always say it's the most important sport position in sports. We do not know who our starting quarterback is. And if that doesn't bother you, then I God bless you. Because it bothers me as an eagle. Well, I mean, it, it's the writing's on the wall. I don't I don't think you So you why really- not say it? then why not put the confidence behind Jalen? You traded Carson for this kid and say, you know what? Jalen's our guy. Joe's here in case it goes sideways. This is the league. A lot of things can happen, but Jalen's our guy and we're going to build around Jalen. No, we get, Oh, we're about competition at every position. Well, how did that work out for, with the last guy for you? 
And that's where I'm saying it's they pick and choose where they want to be old school football and no, this is how we do it. The quarterback position has always been a diva spot. And Howie had no problem blowing Carson and putting uh, those fat heads of him on his office wall when he was an MVP candidate. He has one off year, gets squirrely, and now the guy's in Indianapolis. So to me, it's just like, and then you read article, you know, and then you read articles about how, again, I agree, some of it's fodder, some of it's whatever, but about how there's a black ops department with the analytics, and I don't know, you can you can say whatever that we drafted okay, but I don't know if we have drafted any starters in the last like two years that contribute strongly, other than I guess I I I mean Goddard really wasn't even a starter last year. I mean, I guess Miles is our best pick in two years. So in two years, we have, like, one starting player on defense that's good. I mean, on, on the team. Like, I don't know. I guess it's – but, I mean, but you see it in the Patriots. Like, they're, they're, they're declining too. And, and, and when sure shit, look at that. Bill won six Super Bowls, and they're talking shit on him about drafting. So and, – and that's what I mean. This is, like, what you do for me last year? We were a 4-11 team, man. Like, that's the reality. Like the 2017 might hold a big pace in your heart, but that don't mean shit to anybody on the field. And I don't know. I guess I, I missed that feeling. Well, I, I well, I guess there's a couple, there's a couple of layers of this onion to peel back. And it's like, listen, you know, the last thing you said about 2017, you know, I I don't know. I can't make people feel. A certain way there's there's no way i can do that but what i know for a fact is a lot of people waited for that super bowl and they got it and ever since then they've been questioning it and saying that it's 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 lightning in a bottle and all this stuff and that to me is even more disrespectful to those players and those coaches and the organization for actually doing that because of all of the hard work that they've put in. But now, here's the thing, though, and, uh, and, and I'll, I'll let you finish. We, we, it wasn't like we were a 12 and 14 for four years in a row. We were seven and nine coming off of uh, coming off a multiple losing seasons and had no expectations. I mean, that is literally one of the most out of the blue, off the radar Super Bowls in, in the history of the NFL. And that's a fact, and you can't ignore it. I'm not saying no, they, but I mean, it, what about the New York Giants? You know, sneaking in as a wild card and beating the Patriots, like exactly. And it's what the, the NFL. It all, it, that's why I said all. All you have to do is have a chance. Nice play by Harper, by the way. Nice catch in the outfield. Um, all you have to do is have a chance to to, to win. And every, what I'm saying is, every season, this team, this organization, puts on, puts a roster on the field, coaches included that give you a great chance to at least get to the playoffs. We can all agree with that. It's very rare that we go into a season and we go, we're going to be a four and 11 team. Can we please all agree on that? Not the last, I guess. Come on. Come well, on. I mean, if we're four and 11, John, four in, games. In 2019, we were five and seven again. And Carson had to play like an MVP for four games. And then what do we do? We lost in the playoffs at home again. Didn't even, we scored one touchdown. And you could say whatever about a backup, but Howie Roseman chose to go into 2019 with Josh McCown as his backup. And what I, happened? Listen, I, again. I, listen I, I don't agree with that decision. You know my stance on the exactly. backup quarterback. So again, but he gets a pass for that because why? 2017. Why does he get a pass? I didn't, but, but no, what I'm saying is 
You, you can blame but Carson. a guy, but Bill, your starting quarterback gets hurt, and like now, it's it, again, it's it's the GM's fault that Carson got hurt, and it's the it's the GM's fault that Josh McCown tore his hamstring off the bone because he's forty six years old. That's all the GM's fault. Like the GM is not Jesus Christ. No, the like, GM decided the players. The players have to do some stuff too. Yeah, but and I think that's what we're missing. Feel John. Look, he put on the field. He gave him – how many games did Sean Jackson play for the Eagles in two years? Two. Exactly. And, he, and we traded. We gave a draft pick up for a guy that played two games. Alshon played how many right. games last two years? Maybe five, six tops. And we paid these guys literally money that crippled this team. Oh, and on top of it, we paid a quarterback and we paid a D-line like they were the 86 Bears and we didn't even have a top 10 defense. Like these are the things as a fan, yes, I get it that – I'd rather have a team go out and spend money and try to make things happen. But I guess but you say, you say stuff like that. And then you're like, Oh, I'd love to have Jim Schwartz back. It's like time, time for a change. Like, aren't we welcoming that? Aren't we welcoming no, not saying, the sticks no, defense? I when I'm, here, I'm saying I would feel better than what we have now. Cause I think we got once again, the bottom of the barrel, but Hey, maybe I'll, maybe I'll eat my words in, in six and, months. And again, again, go back in the DeLorean and we'll go back to 2016 and we'll go back to all the articles and all the shit that was said about Doug Peterson and all the shit that was said about his coaching staff. And then you you drive through 2017 and 18 and you're like, well, well, I guess all that was bullshit because the guy ended up winning a Super Bowl. But then everyone goes, no, you know what? It was just it was all luck. It was all luck. There was no skill involved. It was complete luck, you know. Like I read something today, like oh, be, you know, Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl not on his play calling, but of a call of a backup quarterback. Like oh, because the Philly special was the one play that put that game over the edge, right? It wasn't the Zach Ertz catch the to win the game that that he bobbled in the end zone, or it wasn't the one where he reached out and got the first down. We forget about all those other plays, right? It's like then why'd they fire him? <laughs> Yeah, like why did Jeffrey fire the guy? If he had, I mean, if he had one four and eleven season, once again, same with Carson. Okay, you didn't like his coaches. Clearly, clearly, after the fourth time in five years, now mind you, fourth time in five years, you've told him you have new coaches. And let's mind you, the NFL, these guys work together eighteen hours a day, and once again, you're said you can't pick your guys. We're gonna pick your guys for you that you have to be around night and day and make game plans with. Because you don't know any better. Again, is, 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 is am I ready to move on? That's fine. What's done is done. But and, what I did and Doug said, whatever. I don't want to be here anymore. Fine. I mean, maybe he did. Okay. And, but I, I guess it's to me. It's, Shit happens. It's Thank a, you for what you did. I'll never forget it. Getting fired from winning a Super Bowl in the NFL history. So there's a lot of NFL first with this franchise. Highest paid dead cap with the quarterback. Shortest time a quarterback, a coach has ever been fired from winning a Super Bowl. Like, there's just a lot of monumental first-time things that this does. And the one, two guys that sit there with their head chest pumped out, like, doesn't matter. It's Jeff and Howie. And Jeff, because cool. I get it. He's the owner. I'm, I'm sure they're not sitting there. Hired, hired and fired three coaches. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that they're not sitting there and they're like, ha, 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 who, who, who. We got this fan base in the palm of their hand. I'm sure that they understand the ramifications of last year's show on the field. They are rebuilding. Can we agree? hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Okay. So again, I'll ask that question again. 
would you rather them still have Carson, Doug, Jim, and the cap hits and the aging players, or would you rather them rip the Band-Aid off and start fresh as early as possible and to, to you know stop the bleeding sort of now and 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 do what you can? At least they're trying that. At I'm least okay they're trying that. Just make the right decisions. Well, here's here's the thing. I mean, like we go back, like I'll, I'll juxtapose that juxtapose. I can't say it. Juxtapose. Thank you, Matt. (laughs) To the Sixers. If this year we had the same roster with Brett Brown again, everyone would be freaking the fuck out. Will we not? Yeah. Yeah. So they made, and they made the right decision and and fired him and got probably one of the best head coaches in, in the league. And we will see if doc rivers, God willing can take this team to the promised land. Okay. So, and and that's a team that hasn't won yet. Love doc rivers. Ha- hasn't won yet. So we're already, we're already ready for the parade. We're, we're, we're already anointing that, but it had like, it, it's not like we have Doug, Doug won the super bowl, you know, fast forward, all the shit that goes wrong. And now like we're, we're back in the Andy Reed era where like everyone was like, the Andy Reid era was like everyone got sick of it, and well, I think well, there was another. I, I guess I, I, I just don't understand issue. again. Like with Jesse and time will tell. Is if you so if Doug and Carson weren't major parts of seventeen, then I guess I don't know. I, I guess I can't. I can't. I I I I can't accept that they weren't. So my thing is is how he gets a pass and gets a chance to rebuild. My answer to you was this. Yes, Carson should have been here this year because eating $34 million is just asinine. And you say, you know what? In his career, he is a top NFL quarterback statistically. That's a fucking fact. He's had one MVP season, and he's had one really shit season and two other decent seasons. Why not keep this guy here and say, you know what? What do we got? Because next year we can cut him, and it's a lot cheaper for us, and then we move on. Because he didn't want to be here. Why? Yeah. Just, I don't so, know. Ask him. He hasn't. He hasn't said why. <laughs> did, I think did, we all did, know why, John. Did he say? Oh, we, oh, we all know why he wanted to leave. It was. Did, it was Howie he, Roseman's fault, right? That he well, wanted to leave. It doesn't help when you draft JJ Arthega Whiteside and Jalen Rager, and you give him nothing, and you give him an, a forty-four-year-old offensive lineman to block his blind side who has no hamstrings left. But hey, those are good strategies to have a hundred million dollar quarterback, and then you hire a guy off the scrap heap. Uh, AKP, he's a Hall of Famer. Hasn't been a fucking hey, Hall of Famer in seven years. Uh, well, b- based on last year's performance of the first six or seven games with Carson, and then once Jalen Hurts went in there, the team looked a little bit better. Oh, I I'll like just Jaylen. give him that. Like be yeah, he looked a little bit better. So it wasn't like, you know, we we we. I, I get the JGR thing, Whiteside thing. I understand it. I get it. But like, you know, I, but it's not like he's the only one. Dillard is a head scratching pick, and um, the the Rager pick so far looks terrible. I know after one year, right? We we love killing love, guys after love, one year. Let's, let's, John, let's when not. the when the, the yes, I understand it's unfair. It sucks that it, it sucks for Rager that the guy that the fans wanted was drafted the very next pick that played the very same position that had a pro bowl season. It absolutely sucks for him that it happened. It is not his fault. Howie Roseman fucked that pickup. 
It absolutely, that is absolutely 100% a fact, but it still remains the player that they didn't pick had a pro bowl season. Looks like he's going to be a great player and the jury's still out on Rager. And, and, let, you know, and let's slow your roll on Wentz too, because the book's still being written on his career. You know, Mark Sanchez has some pretty good years there too. And, you know, yeah. Sanchez, but I mean, like, you look Mark at 2019. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I pronounced it wrong. It's Mark Sanchez. <laughs> but, like, you, you look at 19. Dillard so far looks like a waste. They traded up for the guy, and he's Yeah, he looks like a waste because he hasn't played because he was injured. But, yeah, I can see your point. That makes perfect sense. He bet, wasn't bet, able bet, to bet outplay a broken-down old player. Right, right. I'm sorry. He got hurt in training camp. So we have a lot of tape on the guy, and he played, like, two games, three games prior. I, I, I could see how he's a total bust. Best ability is availability. How many how many teams trade up for all right, but right, but Bill, I understand your point of that, but again, if he doesn't play and no then one gets would hurt, understand it more than you, John. John <laughs> it, it's it's not like I'm, I'm just to, I'm just breaking balls. I said it, no one it's, no one understands that statement more than you, John. It's it, John, it's not like he was trying to beat out like peak Jason Peters, pro bowl, Jason Peters. He was trying to beat out like broken down, can't stay healthy, false starts, you know, every game, Jason Peters. And then he gets hurt the following year. So, but again, and it's not his fault that he got hurt, but still he got hurt. So you look at 2019 Dillard's a question mark. Sanders is a good player, but he hasn't been able to take that next step. JJ Arthega Whiteside is a, is a thief on this roster. Sharif Miller, I think is out of the NFL. Clayton Thorson is out of the NFL 2018 Dallas Goddard is a good player, but can't take that next step. Can't stay healthy. Avanta Maddox is it is an okay player. Josh sweat was, it was had a good trajectory until he got hurt. Now he's never going to be an every down player for the rest of his career. Matt Pryor is a backup. Jordan Mailata might be our starting left tackle. That's a home run in the seventh round, but then you go to 2017 Barnett's on a one-year deal. Jones is on another team. Douglas is on another team. Hollins is on another team. Pumphrey's out of the league. Gibson's on another team. Gary's on another team. Qualls is out of the NFL. Go to 2016. Wentz is on another team. Isaac's on our team. But then Smallwood, Vitae, Countess, Mills, McAllister, and Walker, all on other teams. Like, these are the decisions that are now coming to roost. And we look at our roster and we're like, how did we suddenly get this bad or get this old or get this whatever? And then you start looking at the, the picks and you're like, oh, oh, that's how. And, you know, 2017 wasn't this young team that came together. 2017 was a roster of really great players that all had their best season together. And unfortunately, they've all either aged out gotten hurt haven't been able to stay healthy or haven't been consistent since and i mean it is what it is but the reason we're in such a dire rebuild and not a retool is because of the last four drafts whether you like it or not winning a super bowl john does not magically make those four drafts good it does well, i mean not. those are those are your opinions i mean you 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 named you named 12 15 players and I would argue about nine of those players probably still on the roster or either still on the roster or still in the NFL and are, are still players. So whether or not we still don't have them 
or, or, or they're still on the team. Again, the opinions of whether a guy who's drafted is good or not is, is totally a subjective, a subjective thing. I would argue that a guy like or, um, Vitae, who we drafted, helped win the Super Bowl, and unfortunately left to go sign a larger contract with the Lions. I, how is that our fault? How, it doesn't make that a bad draft pick. You know, Carson Wentz helped us win a Super Bowl. If I told you today you could give up two first-round picks to get uh, a Super Bowl-winning 12-win team court, franchise quarterback, you would do it tomorrow. Carson Wentz helped us win a Super Bowl. I don't, I don't take that away. There are draft picks in there, yes, that were bad draft picks. But every team makes bad draft picks. It's a fact. Every team has a second rounder, a third rounder, an eighth rounder that doesn't work out. And then there are some teams that pick a seventh rounder that turns into Richard Sherman or an eighth rounder or seventh rounder turns into Tom Brady. It's all, all subjective. It's all that the word subjective didn't work for that, but it's all a roller coaster. It's a, it's a lottery pit, a lottery ticket. Like I, I, we're never going to agree on draft picks because I can I can go and find another team that has drafted players that had a similar situation. It's like, you know, until Howie Roseman picks 10 players and all 10 players go to the Pro Bowl, it's the only time that anyone's ever going to give him a, a, a hat tip. No, and, John, but I think, I think you're glossing over the fact – that we're still fans, and it's still nice to root for really, really all good, good players. And I'm going to say the best player we've drafted in the last 10 years is Fletcher Cox. We've had one player that's, like, really, really good at his position, like elite-level good. And, and as a fan, it, I'd love to wear a jersey for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside if he was one of the best receivers well, I would love to wear a Miles Sanders jersey because he's an all-pro running back who had 2,000 combined yards last year. Like, I'm a fan. I want to root for really good players. And that's the other thing, too. It's like we're waiting. 17 won the Super Bowl. That's great. But that had that – and I get it. What you, I, what you understand it's what Tampa did similarly. You, you pieced in some veterans during the season to plug some holes. And, and, and Tampa's Tampa's a bad example because they have Tom Brady. Like, no, I, 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 I'd put Lane. I'd put Lane Johnson up there as a close second. But what? But I guess what I'm saying is Lane even, Zach Ertz. Yeah. Okay. So, so I guess. Or, do, do you have, not like Jalen Hurts? Get the Jalen Hurts jersey. You can root for him. I want to root for the man. Kid. I'm rooting for him. I I well, I, that's what I mean. Like, we can sit here and go back to the last episodes of us. You know, talking about Jalen Hurts and how we, you know, go back even more when Jalen Hurts was Jesse's, you know, puzzling pick. And you fast forward to now and you go, oh, okay, well, he's very cheap. He's super hungry. This could actually work out in our favor and be a good thing. It also could go the totally opposite direction, too. I, I'm not blind to that, but at least we have the chance there. At least we're not going in with Joe Flacco as our starting quarterback. At least we're not going in there with Nate Sudfeld vying for the position. Well, we don't yeah, have a star week one, though. I mean, maybe it is. What if Flacco beats out? What if it is Taylor Flacco? Okay. You want to make a bet on that? Oh, I'm just saying. I mean, they're paying him. They're giving him, they're giving him bonuses if he plays. Well, so clearly they think he's going to play. They need to give him a count. I, I, don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how you can see and watch what's been going on for the past six, seven months and think that Joe Flacco would be the starting quarterback here. Well, I just don't understand why my GM or coach can't say my quarterback, Shalen Hurts. 
I don't understand why. Like, well, you, like, I mean, you want you want them to come out and say stuff, but then when they come out and say stuff like quarterback factory, and, and they they walk it back. No, which, now you don't say now stuff. No, now you're putting semantics out there. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, we want our we want our guys to say stuff, but then when they say stuff, we're going to turn them into memes. So it's like, what do we want? There, there, there's a difference between making smart ass comments to we walked it back. He walked it back. He walked it back. We're GM factory or quarterback factory, and saying who my starting quarterback is to root for. If if you're going to throw that in my face, you're kind of being not fair. No, I'm saying I said he. I'm joking. He walked it back. He he walked it back and said he he regretted saying that. And my point is, picked that up and ran with it faster. (laughs) I know. Well, no, I mean, and we've all we've all said stuff that we 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 could want to take back. Like, and if like Sirianni, like Jalen's our guy. (laughs) Like this is our dude. Like I want to get excited, more excited for Jalen. Like I want them to be like he's our guy. He's our dual threat. Now it's all I get is hey. We got Joe Flacco in to compete, and you know we're all about competition. Like I don't want to hear that from my from my from you know from my team when we drafted a kid and who supplanted our franchise quarterback, and now it's like, well, we're pretty sure, but he's got to prove it to us still. Uh, you just traded your thirty-five million dollar franchise quarterback, and now you're telling me don't and and that's when and, and John, that's where I'm, I guess um, disappointed as a fan is that. They whipped their dick out last year and put Hurts in, and now they're saying, uh, we're not ready to do that again. Just in case he stinks, we can say, well, we didn't say he was going to be the man. We just, you know, we told you, like, pull your fucking dick out again and say, this is our quarterback for this year. And if he sucks, we'll figure it out during the season. But Jalen is our guy for 2021. Go get it, kid. Like, and no, we get, you know. Yeah, and I and I think to to put a bow on this 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 heated, interesting, heated conversation, which, you know, I feel like has, has been interesting to listen to and chime in on. I, I, I think the reason why things get heated at times and we have such strong feelings and, and takes such a strong stance at, at different angles and perspectives of this is because we can all agree that we, we love, we love our Eagles. We want nothing more than to see them win. And it's just, some people see it in different ways and some things, you know, cause frustration. Um, I don't think to the point where like, you know, we're, we're going to walk out on the team. Like, like, oh, other well, don't, don't listen to sports talk radio. But I think like I can heads. speak for all four of us on this podcast when we say, you know, we, it's just, we, we feel so strongly about these things because we just, we want nothing more but the best for this team is just maybe we just we we are seeing things in a little different light than others. And but it's all for the common, the, the you know, the same goal is to to see them succeed. And, um, you know, you know, other people just might go about it a little bit differently. Um, if this team didn't win a Super Bowl, I would be I would be with the pitchforks with you guys. I would 100% be in the pitchfork well, to you guys. I don't really have but, a pitchfork out. I'm just saying I'm – Matt, Matt, Matt's, Matt's Switzerland over here. Matt's yeah, <laughs> I just really – yeah, I am. I really am. I mean, in this, in, 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 in this, in this situation, I, I really am Switzerland. It's Germany. It's, just, it's, John, it's John the Allied Forces. <laughs> I mean, I, I, see, I see all sides of the situation, and I can, I can see where all of them are coming from. It's just, um, 
you know, I, I just hope that I hope that some some are wrong and some are right, you know, a little bit more than others. But um, but for, for for the best of the team, you know, I'm going to say one thing and I'll end it on this and I won't be long is I think as a Philly fan, we we have the same feeling. You're right, John, as in 2016. But I'm frustrated that we're back here because we finally got to the mountain. We had a young coach, a young quarterback, the new norm. I get it. Just a statement. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. whatever. But we were so set up with this team to have a five to seven year run. And it really was like a two year run. And I think that's what my, where my frustration stems from is I was so ready to sit back and watch Dougie P and a number year in and year out, like have that chance like McNabb and Reed and it's gone and it's gone quick. And that's, what's just so like, just to me, you know, just, just, and that's still fresh. That's still fresh. It is. It's good. But you know, I guess because I I mean, maybe after this year, you know, maybe after this year with one year under a new coaching staff, if they come out, and really impress everyone, you know, the Doug Peterson era might, might feel a lot further, further away than, than it actually is. But, and and the other part is like the the other side of it is this team could come out and be terrible. And I, and I could totally, I could totally see that too. From a coaching standpoint, I can understand why people would, would be pissed off. I, I I get it. I I would be angry too. I mean, they, there was a lot of coaches out there that they didn't interview or did interview. There was a, a long time doing it. We were one of the last co- last teams, I believe, to 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 make a decision. I, I can see where people would be upset, one hundred percent. You like, yeah, have that taste in your mouth from seventeen. You know, eighteen was a was pretty close. They went all in, put the chips in, and now that you know, like I'm some, like I'm thinking, I'm sitting here right now, I'm like. Man, Doug Peterson still is not the coach. Won't be on the sidelines on Sunday. That sucks. Like I like I love Doug, but for whatever reason, they made a decision to go in a different direction based on whatever factors and opinions and decisions that other people made, and they made that decision previously, and they were right about it. So, like I don't know what more. They have to do like they got to hit on every coach and every player. Like again, it's a roller coaster. It, it's it's it ebbs and flows, man. It's it's you know uh, there could be a lot worse things. Of this, we could we could not have a quarterback. Uh, at least we have someone. And I see what you're saying, Bill. Like you want them to come out and be like, Jalen is our guy. Buy the jersey. Big fat heads on the wall. I get that, but you know. Even if you drafted a young guy, he probably sits for a season. I mean, look at Carson. Shit, we didn't even think Carson was going to get in until Bradford got hurt. Or I'm sorry, uh, Sammy Sleep. No, it was yeah, Sammy Sleep. until uh, Bridgewater got hurt, and then you know there goes Sammy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I think I, it's, just, it's just hard because for all they can say without spinning the wheels, and we can whatever end it. Every all the reasons you want to support Howie and Jeff to bring it out of it again is all the reasons why why not have Doug and Carson here because they were a part of every every minute of Howie's best run here as a GM. Those two were involved. So now you're saying those two didn't have a big enough part in it 
Okay, so now, so then, how you're saying? I'm not saying that they didn't have a big enough part. What I'm saying is they they don't want to be here. No, what I'm saying is is I didn't hear the word. You know, people can say whatever. Doug knew what he was doing. I didn't hear the word. The really saying Doug quit. Doug was fired. All right, and I and Carson, yeah, might have whispered. You know, told Howie through back channels that he wasn't going to be here. I never heard once Carson say I want to trade. And it's, if, if we're not going to believe the reports that are negative about Howie and Jeff, well, why am I going to believe that Carson said he wanted out? Yeah, I'm sure he made it eluded, but did he, did he ever say I'm not going to play for the Eagles ever again? No, he said I'd rather not be here. But, and then Howie said, okay, here's my chance to get, to, to get a guy out of here. Now I get a fresh start. And it's like I think he had a misread on the fan base a little bit, thinking that we were all just going to cheer like, yay, Carson's gone. It's like, yeah. He started to lose me a little bit, you know, but the fact that we had to pay him $34 million, why not, why not just keep the guy? Why not just keep him and make him and Jalen compete and the best man wins? Jalen's not afraid of it. And if Carson's a little bitch, oh, well, he's a $34 million backup. I'd rather have him than Joe Flacco. Because if team. you listen to Howie Roseman in his press conference, he said that the, there was discussions between Carson's camp and the organization and Carson's camp felt that it would be in his best interest to get a new, new place, a new, uh, new and, and lease on life. Say, I'm sorry, Carson. We're paying you a hundred million dollars. I get right. it. And then you could be the Houston Texans, and you could have your quarterback not not show up and be a distraction and be an issue. Well, I'd rather be done with it. He didn't, I mean, and 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 that's the thing. Well, it's you, like, Carson. You know what was going to happen. Come on, you, you're not blind to that, Bill. You know what would happen. He would. Carson it, name one report where Carson has ever come across not a hard worker and a guy. He's never. Did he, did he not show up every game when he got benched? Did he just? I never said. I never said he wasn't a hard worker. What I was saying is he didn't want to be here. He made that clear to the organization. Yeah, because the organization I, said, "Fine, we'll find a place for you." And if you still think that Doug Peterson is the one that benched Carson Wentz, then you're literally on acid. Because Howie Roseman benched Carson Wentz, and that's what broke their marriage. Like, that's a fact. If you think... Uh, Howie Roseman called him on the phone and said, bench him. There's a button button on the headset, and and up in the box in Green Bay, Howie picks up the phone, and it, it taps in to Doug Peterson's headset, and he goes... You better bench Carson. He goes, if you you're right, sir. Roseman's not in that locker room at, at halftime of every game. When there's a Tuesday meeting to critique the game plan every week, then I think you need to recheck things because this, this franchise, how he has this. If you think Doug has the juice to bench Carson when he can't even pick his coaches, man, you really got to come off of that because there's no way. Well, then where does it end, Bill? Where does it end? Does the, does the GM call the plays too? I, I don't know. Well, apparently that, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Like we, we, we get these sources that say something, have someone sit down in an interview and tell me exactly what's going on. What's going on is Howie Roseman traded our franchise quarterback. who was an MVP candidate because he didn't want to be here and how he couldn't make him feel better. How he couldn't figure this out to work with Carson. So I'm just going to trade you. If he, he doesn't want to be here, I don't, again, like if you don't want to, if you don't want to work here, then leave. Like we'll find another spot for you or, you know what I mean? Like it, it happens in business all the time. No. And, and, hey, like, and, 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 and I'm it, excited. I, I, what, what, what is, what does Howie have to do? How to many coaches have Howie and Jeffrey ever hired him with Super Bowl? One. And they fired him. Okay. 
So I don't see where there's this history of them being these amazing front office people. They fell flat. We had one Super Bowl in 60 years. Half the league has one, man. Like, that's where we're at. Like, more than half the league does. Like, I don't know. Like, Howie's barely above 500 as a GM. And I guess to me, it's just not a reason to be excited. But, hey, I would love to sit here next year and we're a 10-7 and team and how, and we we hit on every pick in the draft this year, and and yeah, because and, well, here, that, here, here, here's, a here's a question I got you know, a closing question, uh, you know, knowing what we know and how everyone's feelings are about Howie Roseman on this podcast, and knowing that we're all extremely diehard Eagles fans and we want nothing but the best for the team to succeed. On Thursday, April 29th through Saturday, May 1st of this year, are you willing to, are, are, are you, are you, are you, are you more interested in seeing Howie fuck up so that he, he puts himself in a, in a bad light and a better position to get fired? Um, and do you see that? as more valuable for, for the Eagles to succeed ultimately, or are you hoping that he, he hits on every draft pick and we have a solid draft? I'll go first. Some people think he already fucked up by trading a pick away. So it's already, it's already in the negative for him for most fans anyway. Okay. Me personally, I I don't, I don't want to see him fail. I I don't think that helps the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, if he picks another, uh, you know, Danny Watkins type but player, but, but that but, doesn't, well, my point, what I'm trying to get at, you could probably guys already know is, is like, like, I feel like I'm getting the feeling that the, the, the hate for Howie on this podcast with some people is so, is so heated that they'll put their fandom aside to Just see him fail. fail. Yeah. How John did with uh, Wentz, how he hoped that Wentz would fail. No. Oh boy! Because I hoped that Wentz would fail. <laughs> oh boy! Well, well, we'll we'll pick up we'll we'll pick up here episode. You're, you're delusional, bro. You're delusional. We're gonna have a seventy-two hour podcast. It, it just it just hurt. It, no, it just hurts Jesse's feelings because he was wrong about Carson all along. That's all. <laughs> seventy-nine episode seventy-nine is gonna be a doozy. I can tell. Yeah. Live from County Camden lockup. Live. <laughs> 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 We're coming at you live from the first annual forfeit. We need to raise money to get guys out of jail. Uh, <laughs> fun Don't worry. It's Sloppy Joe Tuesday, though. Everything's good. <laughs> we made them extra sloppy for you. Sure, guy. I'm coming for your cocktail fruit. Oh, God. No. I, I gave Carson Wentz every chance. Every chance. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Sorry, man. It's all right. I'll send you your number two Colts jersey, bro. I don't want a Colts jersey, to be honest with you. Do you, you think can... you change that to, for a slap in the face at Jalen, or or is that is that because it's because he said it's the second team he's ever played on for the NFL? Like you buy into that? Why he picked number two? Who cares? He's a loser. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, re- yeah, I mean, I agree with John. I mean, uh, besides the crazy number part, to pick, I, see, who crazy. cares? Who he really is a cares? loser. He's not on our team anymore we need to focus on the one thing we need to focus on is his snap count um that, yeah, I, that's the I only thing you, we need to focus on 
I, hope he doesn't get run over by a bobcat. Or that. I mean, there's that too, because I want yeah. that first round pick. Exactly. Yeah, we do. But again, it's 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 that fine line. You hope that he plays good enough that they don't bench him, but not good enough not, that it's a, a terrible pick. No, you're right. But I, I they agree. have the Colts have every incentive. Like if he's playing bad, they're going to bench him. Yeah, no, if, yeah, I mean, I mean, they they have Super Bowl aspirations, but I don't know who their backup is though. It's that young kid, Eason, I think. Yeah, it's, they're, it's so it's like they're going to ride or die with Wentz. Yeah, no, I Wentz think you're right. Bad. I think if uh, uh, unless his leg falls off, they're paying. You know, he's he's these are guys. So, so Jesse, are you willing to put your fandom aside to see how he fail? No, I I mean I would rather him hit home runs than fail okay. because well one it's two things one I don't think um, Laurie's going to fire him so there's that and and two. You know, it. Uh, my mental health, I don't think, can take it. So I'd rather he figures it out and pulls his head out of his ass. Well, look, man, this podcast is called Forfeit for a reason. We can't have anyone flop, you know, checking out on us anytime soon. Oh. Three, three, although three fit does roll off the tongue a little bit nicer than forfeit, maybe. I don't know. Well, Bill, it's uh, not looking good for your fightings. No, it's not. Four, it's four to nothing. It's a joke. It's blow it up. Trade blow it up. Season's that. over. Trade Bryce. Well, at least you're coming around. Another yeah. 10 games might as well <laughs> get some pitching for him. Only, only took time time to figure that out. But, yo, oh, what, what, did, what did Bill say about how he rose? I, just, I didn't no, get that on the I record. Can't. Bill's the last one to go. I said it twice. I would gladly eat Crow if they went 10 and 7. Okay. Well, yeah, you did. You did. Before I, before I asked the question, you did. You were you were already there. You were already there. The, the rebuttal of that, Matt, though, is how quickly after he does hit on draft picks and the team does rebound after two or so many years, two or three years of a rebuild, will everyone actually ecro and be like, "Hey, it is a roller coaster. I like this guy, or he's a jerk well, off, and well, and it keeps happening, or is it going to be me being like, answer, I'm with the pitchfork." Yeah, no. I mean, my answer to that is, is that's why we tune in on Sundays. That's right. So in, until the next Sunday and the next Tuesday and the next episode, check us out on the social media interwebs at Forfeit Pod. Until next time, be safe, be good. Hit it, Jeff. Go, Rick.